You are listening to Women Who Launch and Lead, the podcast for women ready to change the world by women who are changing the world. Listen in each week on iTunes, Google, Spotify, Breaker, or Stitcher as we connect with women making it happen in life, business, and career. Relate to their struggles, learn their strategies, and celebrate their successes. Then show your love by subscribing and leaving a review. Now, here's your host, Dr. Sharita Weatherspoon. Hello, I'm Dr. Sharita Weatherspoon, host of the Women Who Launch and Lead podcast. In this introductory episode, I just want to share a little bit about myself and how the Women Who Launch and Lead podcast came to be. As of the recording of this episode, I am 47 years old. I have spent the past four years working out this thing called purpose as an entrepreneur. The past four years have really been like a whirlwind. I mean, I've been tossed back and forth, sometimes landing in a desert, other times landing in an oasis. I've wasted money. I've earned income. I've had profits. I've had losses. I've struggled by myself, and I've been surrounded by supportive and like-minded friends. I've been mentored through books by people whom I have no access to. And I've also invested in coaches who have guided me and pushed me out of my comfort zone. Today, I feel fully aligned in my work. My business is profitable and growing. I am making a difference in the world. And most importantly, I am experiencing the impact, the income, and the independence I desire. And while I am nowhere near where I am ultimately going to be, girl, let me tell you, I am so much farther than I was just a few short years ago. And I want to be sure you know that where I am today is not the end of my story and where you are today is not the end of your story. But 2016, just you know, four years ago, that was really not the beginning of my story or my journey. That was actually about 24 years ago. I had graduated from graduate school, got married, and was pregnant with my first child, and I got the entrepreneurial itch. Now, I was just launching into my career, and I liked my work, even though you know, I had this feeling that there was something else I should be doing. I wasn't clear what it was. I had no idea what to do with the feeling. I mean, I didn't have you know, anyone in my circle or a circle near me who was doing you know, anything other than really going to work every day. And I had just invested this time and money in this education. So I went to work and I kept going to work. I kept moving up, kept making more money, kept moving into more influential roles. All the while, though, I kept feeling like there, there was something more, but I didn't know what that more looked like only that it was something I would do outside of a job as an employee. And I did try to figure it out by, you know, trying a few different things. Um, I sold Amway, prepaid legal, LCI, mortgages. There were probably a few other things mixed in there that I can't remember. And while these weren't the right things for me, those experiences taught me two very important things. The first is that they helped me to get clear on my why. And 
that why has not changed over all these years. And it's ultimately a broad statement of my purpose. And that is to help people live out the lives they were called to live. Now, the second thing that I learned was that my calling, and I'm really speaking about me, I'm not trying to imply anything for anyone else, but my calling did not include marketing a product or service just because it was a good product or service and millions of people you know, were in the target market for it. For me, the work, the product or the service itself had to be directly connected to my purpose. I needed to be doing what I was born and built to do. Now, here's where it got tricky for me though. You see, I worked in higher education and at that time I was working directly with students, helping them to identify their goals, you know, choosing the right courses to take, doing career research and development and helping them develop a plan B. I was helping them to live out the lives they were called to live. And it looked like what I was called to do. So I settled into it. More specifically, or <laughs> truthfully, I settled. I was making decent money and I liked the work. I was making an impact. And you know, by all accounts, life was good. So who was I to expect or desire more? So I settled. I settled in my mind but my heart and my spirit, they were not settled. And every now and then, they would start fighting back against the box I had put myself in. But I could not move. It was never the right time. I didn't have the resources. I couldn't afford to leave my job. I still wasn't sure what I was supposed to be doing. And I didn't know anyone who could help me. I didn't have any role models, so I settled. Then it came to a point about 10 years ago when I got really clear that what I was doing in higher education was what I was supposed to be doing for people outside of higher education. I was supposed to be helping people live the life they were called to live. So it wasn't that I was doing the wrong work. I was doing the right work with the wrong people on the wrong platform. Time to make a shift, right? <laughs> wrong. Just as I came into this realization, I moved into a leadership role and I had been waiting for this. So I couldn't leave now. And, you know, besides, I still couldn't afford to walk away from my job. So I postponed purpose once again. Now, this time it was a bit different though, uh, because I did start to research. I started to connect with people who were where I wanted to be. I started to invest in courses and programs and maybe even more than I should have. But I started to take action to help propel me into my purpose for when I was ready to move. So three years later, I found myself at a crossroads. I was laid off in March. I decided to go for it. I started working on building my business. I was serious. I hadn't applied for any jobs since I was laid off. I'm focused on the work I was called to do. Then I got a call in June about a job that I had applied for the previous December. I know, right? December, June, that should have been a sign right there, but I totally missed that one. <laughs> but I decided to go through the process and you know, let's just see what they have to say. They ultimately said that they wanted me. So I prayed for guidance and I really believe that I heard God say it was my choice. But if I took it to walk away in two years, perfect 
It was a two-year contract. So I said yes. In the first two years, they were hard, but they were great. I made a major impact. I built a great team. I took on more, more responsibility. My team took on more responsibility. And we had a major impact on the university. I mean, we were like the go-to department when they needed something done. As year three came around, I got a promotion and an increase. So I fell for the bait and I decided to stay. Year three turned out to be the worst year of my career. I absolutely hated going to work. I loved my team and we were still doing good work, but the organization, the culture of the organization, it was a different story. I literally had to fight every day. I had to fight to do what was right, and not just for students, but to do what was right legally and ethically. And ultimately, my refusal to conform led to, and I'm using my air quotes here, a layoff as a result of downsizing. Now, I've said a few things that you can draw some lessons from, but this one I want to point out specifically. Don't stay anywhere for any longer than you're supposed to be there. Do not stay anywhere for any longer than you're supposed to be there. So there I was, I found myself at a crossroads again. Do I look for another role or do I take a chance on myself? So I decided to take a chance on myself. Everything I was giving to an employer who really didn't care about me and whose organization was literally breaking my spirit and affecting my wellness, I decided to give to myself, to my dreams, and to my purpose. So we fast forward to today, Women Who Launch and Lead has come out of my desire to prevent other women from deferring their dreams and postponing their purpose out of a lack of faith in themselves and unawareness of strategies, being ill-equipped to handle challenges that come their way, and not having connections with other women that can help them. So that's why I'm doing this podcast, is if I can save another woman time, money, and stress <laughs> related to getting clarity on what they want to do, how to face challenges that might come they, their way, or even just inspired them on their journey. You know, seeing that someone else has accomplished something similar or, you know, maybe it's not the same, but they're facing some similar challenges and just seeing that other women are having successes. Other women like them are having the success that they desire. They're accomplishing their goals, um, not just in their own businesses, but in their careers as well, making an impact, making a difference, and you know, living the lives that they desire. I want to help you to do that. And the Women Who Launch Elite podcast is a way <laughs> to do that, make these women um, accessible to you. So I'm hoping that you will go ahead and click that subscribe button now on your favorite platform. Um, look for the first episode to drop on April 7th, and then tune in each week as we share. Uh, with powerhouse women from their experiences to help you on your journey. And I look forward to taking this journey with you. Thank you for joining us for Women Who Launch and Lead with Dr. Sharita Weatherspoon. 
Be sure to subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode and leave your positive review so we can continue to bring you impactful and powerful content. Don't forget to connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Women Who Launch and Lead. Learn more about how you can work with Dr. Sharita at SharitaWeatherspoon.com. As always, learn, launch, lead. 